Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Praise the Lord. It's great to be back with you folks as we continue on on this morning. We're in Psalm 106. We're going to be covering verses 13 through 23. Before we do that, we want to recognize our dear friend Stephanie Wesco with us. And Stephanie, what's going on in this beautiful morning? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, besides podcasts, you know, you do a lot of multitasking. So I'm trying to keep up on multiple fronts while we're doing podcasts. I'm doing great. God's keeping my brain working. I'm thankful for coffee. And um, we're just taking a step at a time here. One step at a time, sweet Jesus. That's what it's all about. That old song goes, uh, one step at a time, sweet Jesus. I don't know. I got it wrong. You guys are going to listen to me and say, man, why do you let Doug sing at all? And I shouldn't have. I even got a note here that says, do not sing. And what? I, did, I put a note here that said, because I don't want to be abused. Oh, 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 my goodness. Okay, Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those of you not picking up on that, Stephanie's uh, fourth oldest child is Hudson Taylor Wesco. I always tell Hudson that. He has the greatest missionary names in the world. He's got a uh, missionary modern dad that gave him the name Wesco. And then Hudson Taylor, a great missionary over there in Burma, I guess what they call Myanmar today. Uh, no, Hudson Taylor was China. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I think he's Canadian. <laughs> I messed up with Judson with Hudson. Yeah, it should have been no. Hudson Judson. But anyway, it's Hudson Taylor. <laughs> oh, and Hudson, Hudson can be a little bit of Eeyore in there. Just a little <laughs> bit of Eeyore sometimes, you know. Like you can tell Hudson, uh, you know, Hudson, you got this much money to spend or mom gave you this or whatever the case may be. And Hudson would be like, but I got to pay my own tax. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> That's just Hudson. We're, we're just picking on Stephanie's kids because they deserve it. Uh, and I was picked on when I was a kid. But there's no picking that would be considered abuse. There's certainly some pretty great kids. And. But, you know, Stephanie, uh, uh, as we enter into these different passages and we look at this scripture, over and over again, God's been screaming out to me what we've been through. God's, and, and you know, we're dealing with all these people uh, that get to listen to us, and we love them, and we're so thankful to be coming across their airwaves. But I keep thinking about what God keeps telling me as I read these Psalms, and I hope that's what you're hearing. And everybody's hearing is, look what God's done for us. Look at all the things God has done for us. Look what God's taken us to. And before we get too far, we do want to cover the knuckleheaded segment. And I think it's my turn today. So you might be a knucklehead if you go to a potluck and you eat all of a dessert and you don't let other people have pieces of it. That bothers me. Mm. I just want to point that out. You know, have one piece, go sit down, let everybody eat. Then at that time, at that point, go up and have seconds. You know, uh, don't be taking all everybody's chow, praise God. 
And then food that's right with God, I've got issues with Haagen-Dazs ice cream. It's rich. It's thick. There are chocolate Haagen-Dazs. Oh, my. It'll change your life. And the cherry, vanilla, mm, <laughs> man, it'll, it'll, it'll mess you up. I mean, you eat one bite of that, you can't do it. But they make these little teeny jars. But anyway, enough of that. <laughs> I want you to know I still only weigh 200 pounds. I'm still moving along. Stephanie's skinny as a rail. If she turns sideways, I can't even see her. Oh, my goodness. I am not skinny as a rail. If I hold a flashlight up to her, it goes right through her. Yeah. Debbie, yes. Me, no. She is skinny. So skinny. So here we are in Psalm 106. And we're talking about, really, this is like Israel being rebellious or something or not doing things. As, as we came out of verse number 12, and uh, then believed they as words, they sang as praise. But then look where we get to here in verse 13. So we're going 13 through 23. They soon forgot his works, and they waited not on his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request and sent leanness unto their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Ab- Abiram. What's that? Abiram. Well, and see, I'm glad you corrected that. Abiram. I think it should be Abiram, but that's okay. Abiram. I, we'll do it the way God wants us to say it, which is Stephanie's way. <laughs> And a fire was kindled in their company, and the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb, Horeb, and worshipped the molten image. They made a cow, Stephanie. Thus they changed the glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot their Savior, which had Mm. done great things in Egypt, wondrous words in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore, he said that he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. I'm messed up. And, uh, you know, thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. Stephanie, you know, if we get to that point as a nation, and we're kind of getting there, just being honest with you. That, you know, this God who made us, this God who gives us breath, this God who took us out of the desert, this God who crossed the Red Sea with us, this God who took care of all those things, and we're going to replace him, we being the Israelites, we're going to replace him by making a calf, a cow that eats grass out of gold, and then we're going to worship that cow. Now, wow. What are Mm -hmm. you thinking as we read those verses? Wow. Well, I know that one thing that comes to mind um, as we read through this um, is the whole, you know, if you, if you look at verse 16, it says they envied Moses. Yeah. And it says they envied Aaron. But it takes me back to that story of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And God mentions Dathan and Abiram by name here. And um, in the context, boy, to have your name mentioned specifically by God in this context is a scary thing. Mm. And um, Cordes and Byram led a rebellion. Yeah. They led 
slanderous. They, you know, they tried they tried to destroy Moses with slander. They were narcissists. Yeah, they wanted they wanted to lead. They were control freaks. They were yeah. insecure. They were all those things. Yeah, jealous. And um, in that story, and this just honestly stood out to me because um, of just life things that have happened. But in this in that story, they were attacking Moses verbally and seeking to undermine him and all these things. And Moses just took it to the Lord. And I think of the verses as stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, because that is what happened for Moses as God. I mean, he opened up a hole to swallow them alive. Um, He sent fire through the camp that literally burned those up, the people up that were a part of that rebellion Um, God took this stuff very seriously. He took the calf seriously. Um, You know, if if you remember, Moses um, ground that calf into powder and put it in water and made them drink it. Um, There was some serious, you know, all this stuff was serious. And um, you you didn't go this far in your reading, but verse 23, it it reached the point where God was, was literally at the point. They had pushed God to the point of breaking his promise to Abraham in in the sense of destroying all of them except Moses. And God was going to start over with Moses. That's how, because Moses was still Abraham's seed, that's how far they had pushed God. And it makes me tremble because like you said, and I think that's the whole point of this psalm is the person who wrote this psalm is looking back at all the ways that, that his people had pushed God and verse 23 takes you to the edge of complete hopelessness. And then it says, had not Moses, his chosen, stood up before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Mm. Wow. And the only that there is that we have so much of scripture. The only reason that there is a nation of Israel today is because one man as Ezekiel talked about, was willing to stand in the gap and make up the hedge for his nation so that God would not destroy them. And you know, I believe God is still searching for Daniel's, for Esther's, for Deborah's, for Moses's, who are willing to stand and by God's grace say, I will make a difference. I will pray. I will plead with God for my land. I will plead with God for my church. I will plead with God for my family, for my children. And never think that you're too small to make a difference. Never think prayers are too insignificant to change lives, to change history. Not because there's anything good in us, because there isn't. We're all, me, everyone, we're all just sinful human beings that are piles of dust apart from God's enabling grace and strength. But God has placed us here. God put Moses where he did it because Moses chose to make a difference and to let the love of God flow through him. You know, these people had stabbed Moses in the back, and he still pled for them. He pled their case before God. Yeah. And even offered to take all of their punishment on himself. If God, you know, if you look at the passage in Exodus, I believe it is, um, 
there's not even it, it, the the level of of burden that Moses tried to carry for his people was so powerful. There's not even words for it in Scripture. I know in Exodus fifteen twenty two through twenty seven. Yeah, I had written that down in my Bible and oh, Exodus sixteen numbers. Oh, it's just terrible. But yeah. that's that's what I come away with is is the trembling of the, the power of God, how seriously he takes sin, how seriously he takes rebellion and narcissism. You know, we, we see it over and over and over throughout scripture, which is constantly why I stand back and go, how can Christians excuse this? How can Christians say that this kind of behavior is okay or justifiable when throughout scripture, we see how seriously God took this evil spirit because it is a satanic spirit. And I don't care if you call yourself a Christian, if you are a narcissist and are allowing yourself to be controlled by Satan through narcissism, I'm sorry, that is a very evil, wicked thing. And God takes it seriously, so seriously that he swallowed narcissists in the whole, you know, in the pit. Um, he's, he sent out fire to those who followed them. Um, this is serious stuff. And it makes me, you know, and the whole point of this song, we go back to the beginning, remember me, Lord, with that favor of that thou bearest unto thy people and visit with thy salvation and, and coming before God and throwing ourselves at his mercy seat and begging for his mercy and his help. And then standing up and doing everything we can through his power and strength to make a difference for our, for our homes, for our churches, for our nation. Wow. And, and you know what that verse you're talking about, well, really, you talked about the whole thing, but can you imagine being so evil, so wicked, God said, enough, and the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and uh, Abiram. And I, I'm thinking about this, Stephanie. He had, they still had people following them. Yeah. And the fire burned them up. And it yeah. does matter who you follow. And folks, don't be jumping on any bandwagon. Well, this guy's no good or, you know, we're not going to serve God this way. Be careful. Our God is not mocked. And, uh, you know, we don't want the earth to open up and swallow us up. Mm. And, but I'm telling you, then, then that verse under there that you were just speaking of and a fire was kindled in the company and it burned the wicked. Can you imagine looking around and the wicked was being burned up? They made a Mm. calf. And they worship that molten image, and, and it just keeps going and going. And they forgot that God, uh, their Savior, and, and had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. They forgot that God killed people for them. And, and God doesn't take killing people lightly. These are people that are made in God's image. This isn't a light thing. This isn't something that God takes lightly. They forgot Therefore, he said he would destroy them had not Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach. And I know you read it, Stephanie, and I know I read that. But you've got to understand some of us may have the convenience or the wonderfulness of still being on this earth because somebody stood for us in the breach. Somebody may be standing for you in the breach today. It's time for us to stand up and be uh Christians, men and women of God, promise keepers, people that make a difference for God. It's time for us to stand up. And uh, I I think that's what's going on here, Stephanie. You know, we got to stand up. And it's because of him, the things he's done for us. We forgot his marvelous works again. Here we are just like a couple podcasts ago. We're forgetting. And we're not even caring. Can you imagine making a cow and worshiping a cow? 
when the God of all creation took care of you, fed you manna, cared for you, brought you through the Red Sea, did all these different, I know I'm out of order, but we worship a golden cow? This is craziness. But this is, you know, we're real quick, and, and I'm saying this, this, is, this pertains to us in 2021 as much as it did to them thousands of years ago. It pertains to us because we're out there worshiping pride. We're up there worshiping race relationships, out there worshiping lust, and out there and doing all these things. Yet the God that has brought us through all that gave us his great country, gives us all the things, given us his word, takes care of us, and we're, you know what we're doing, Stephanie? We're worshiping molten images. Yeah. We're worshiping the almighty dollar. We're worshiping uh, uh, all kinds of different things. We're worshiping this. We're worshiping that. We're worshiping relationships. We're worshiping all that. Yet the God who gave us everything we're forgetting about. And, I'm, and, and I, when I say we're, I'm talking about me too. So what do we do, Stephanie? How do we get out of that mode? How do us listening today, what do we do? Wow. Well, I think... Um... I think of the verse, I think it's in James, um, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And to know that God is mighty. And like you said, be not deceived, God is not mocked. But whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And it leaves, you know, it should sober us. It, it should be that reminder that I don't belong to myself any more than the children of Israel belong to themselves. I belong to the God. You know, if, if Jesus loved me enough to take the penalty, the eternal penalty that I deserved for my sin, he loved me enough to take that penalty for me and die for me. How dare I love anything else more than him? It should, it should sober, it should take us to that point of surrender. We've been bought and, with a price, brethren. Yeah. Exactly. And that price was expensive. I mean, the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, crucified on our behalf was our propitiation, our substitution. We've been bought with a price. So exactly what Stephanie said from scriptures, we need to humble ourselves before God. And we're not trying to be negative here. We're just being real. We can go down the wrong road real easy because we're human. And before you know it, we can be following these knuckleheads, you know, right into the bottom of the earth. I mean, we could be swallowed up. We can start following the wrong people. And I got to tell you, you know, these narcissists, Stephanie, they sound good when they're making this argument. Well, hang with me. Do and these even, things. Yeah. And I think it's very important to, to point out, Jason and Byram sounded like godly men. Yeah. They, they sounded like they were in tune with God. And, you know, without naming names, there are some big name, quote unquote, Christian leaders. Um who have sounded like they were God's messengers for years now. And now I'm dealing with counseling young people who have been through trauma. And I'm, and I'm not trying to bash Christians. I'm not bashing independent. Ba I'm not trying to be a part of any bashing session. I am just saying you better be careful that you're not following a man over the word of God because they sound good narcissists sound really good and the ones that come as angels of light are called that for a reason they appear as angels of light and you better search the scriptures daily to find out whether that what they're saying is really from god or if it just sounds great and is in and in the end is going to be a path of destruction 
Yeah, you better be like the Bereans. You better make sure it's the word of God you're dealing with. You better make sure you got it right. Because there's some people out there who are no good. We've known them. We talk about the people we had to deal with. And uh, I'm telling you, man. But, hey, here's the great news, Stephanie. The great news is we here at Helpful Wounded Spirits are not worshiping a golden molten image. We here at Mm. Wounded Spirits are not worshiping a cow, grass-eating cow. We're worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our guide in our lives. And uh, we're trusting them alone for salvation. So that's where we need to be today. We need to trust God and God mm-hmm. alone. Get away from the images. Get away from those things that uh, that we put in the place of God. Get rid of them. Throw them out and come mm-hmm. to the altar. You know what's even better than coming to the altar by yourself and getting right with God is bringing your family. Hey, we sure do love you folks. We hope if there's something we can do for you, you let us know over there at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday. Yay! Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.